0: Trying to sell a house in two thousand and ten, and I just got a little frustrated with the potential buyers I was meeting, and so I decided just to turn it into a rental. I currently own five properties, the one that I did originally live in I own three in in Little Rock as well as one in Mississippi. I am in those markets because I was super impressed with the turnkey operators that I met and super impressed with the uh, renovations that they did, the proper, the management that they had, and basically it was one stop shopping and everything was in place when I basically I showed up with my money. I kept on investing in real estate because I realized it was just an awesome way to build my wealth. Um, Not a lot of effort on my part basically once again show up with the money and see my money make money for me. I found Jason through my friend Elizabeth and been super impressed love his passion love his enthusiasm and not to mention seems extremely knowledgeable.
2: This is your organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, fair trade host, Jason Hartman. Adam, you're with me. How are you? Did you know that I'm fair trade, gluten-free, organic, non-GMO?
1: I knew most of those things. I did not know you were fair trade.
2: Okay, so some listener out there will know better than i i have read the wikipedia entry on fair trade i have had discussions with uh left wing friends who are in the e-commerce space on fair trade who claim their products are fair trade and i am still rather puzzled as to what fair trade is I think fair trade is when a buyer and a seller agree to do business together and they are not forced by the government or even influenced by some feel-good lefty idea <laughs> that, that allows you to put something on your label and think of yourself as some kind of social justice warrior. I think fair trade is largely BS. Am I wrong about this? Maybe. I usually just think of
1: fair trade as uh, more expensive than.
2: What is going on in the world? Well, what do you think of um, Elon Musk's compensation package last year?
1: (laughs) I think I wouldn't mind having it.
2: $513 million. Now, arguably, Tesla is on the brink of failure, but Elon Musk paid himself over half a billion dollars, $513 million. Commandment number three, thou shalt maintain control, thou shalt not invest in these pooled money assets, stocks, mutual funds, et cetera, because you might be investing with a crook, you might be investing with an idiot, but even if they're honest and competent, they take a huge management fee off the top for managing the deal. So if you are an investor in Tesla, A company that arguably is on the brink of failure. Nobody knows yet. Uh, They might keep raising money because they've got a lot of fanboys out there. But uh, wow, (laughs) half a billion dollars. That's pretty good. He was the most highly compensated CEO.
1: Yeah, they say some of it came or a lot of it they say came from stock options. Yeah. But really, all that does is make him richer and you poorer if you're an investor in it.
2: Right. And and the there are so many stock option scams. It is unbelievable. You know, Steve Jobs was accused, I should say, of backdating stock options and running all sorts of scams. And of course, our resident self-management client and expert, Drew Baker, I mean, he must know more about Tesla than anybody. He probably knows more about Tesla than Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah all sorts of scams going with that. And, you know, this doesn't even include the other C-level executives and the boards of directors of these companies. So yeah, uh, Musk, he's in trouble with the SEC, but he paid himself half a billion dollars last year. So I'm sure that
1: doesn't even include his travel and all the things that he writes off as company expenses, you know, bills to the company.
2: Yeah, of course, of course. Lots of uh, private jet travel in his electric jet. Uh, Joking about that, it doesn't exist because electric stuff is not ready for prime time. Solar-powered electric jet. (laughs) Yes, solar-powered electric jet. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, non-polluting, fair trade, non-GMO, and gluten-free, by the way, yes. So the company posts a $1 billion loss, a $1 billion loss, in 2018 and musk says he never wanted a salary he is paid minimum wage to abide by the law but doesn't cash his checks (laughs) okay but somehow he got 513 million dollars in total compensation so uh yeah something else okay so brendan kennedy president of Tilray. Now, what? I don't even know what that is. $256 million.
1: Tilray is a cannabis distributor.
2: Ah, yeah. Well, you know, everybody's smoking weed nowadays to make the population more apathetic, you know, so so, <laughs> so, so the government can roll over all of us, right? Cannabis, wow, that's number two, a cannabis guy, huh?
1: Well, his uh, most of his money came from a pre-IPO bonus, so he benefited drastically from the whole boom in weed stocks.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's really, really interesting, really interesting. Again, as I've said many times before on the show, I'm all for legalization of marijuana and probably several other things, but I do think it might be a scam to just make the population more apathetic because, um, you know, people that are stoned don't exactly hold rallies and riots and uh, <laughs> they, don't, they don't do much <laughs> at all, <laughs> frankly. So uh, so yeah, they're pretty docile. Uh, it's interesting, you know, when you compare the effects of marijuana versus alcohol I mean, people, a lot of people with alcohol, they get really aggressive and very mean and feisty, but those two um, substances have kind of opposite effects, you know? Okay, so Bob Iger, we've all heard of Bob Iger, uh, Disney, of course, $146 million, Tim Cook of Apple. Now, hey, you know, I'm not complaining about Tim Cook. I think he's all right. Nikesh Aurora, Palo Alto Networks, $130 million. We look down the list and we see David uh, Zaslav, uh, CEO and president of Discovery, Inc., $122 million. And, you know, you go down the list and you see the lowest paid in the top 10 CEOs was uh, $66 million. Wow. That's chump change. Chump change, yeah. And listen, folks. I don't mind any of that. As long as their stock is doing well and their shareholders are making a lot of money, I'm all for it. I'm a capitalist. But the problem is there's this huge disconnect between the pay of the boards of directors, the CEOs, the other executives, and the shareholders. And that that is what's wrong. And that is why you have to follow my commandment number three, thou shalt maintain control so you don't leave yourself susceptible to these legalized scams. Adam, when I was in Savannah, I was on a radio show there and I created a new commandment, commandment number 21. Yes, we had 10 commandments. I I created those back in 2004. Then we had the next 10 commandments. We announced those that meet the masters in maybe 2010. Okay. Six years apart, maybe. But I came up with Commandment 21 right live on the radio in Savannah, Georgia, right after our Venture Alliance Mastermind Retreat. Do you want to know what it is? I do. It's interesting you did it on radio instead of your yeah. podcast. Yeah, it was on terrestrial radio. I know that old-fashioned medium.
1: No wonder you thought of uh, Commandments since those are old school and so is radio.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Commandments are old school. Yeah, that's a good point. So here's Commandment 21. Folks, you ready for this? The first time we're talking about this. Commandment number 21 is thou shalt avoid manias. Thou shalt avoid manias. So whether it is a cryptocurrency mania, a gold bug mania, any manias, I was talking about it in the context of Airbnb, which is a little bit of a mania. Just avoid manias, you know, invest in stable, proven things I know the manias get very tempting to invest in that uh, cyclical market versus the good old fashioned linear market. That's a mania. Lots of manias out there. Lots of things where you can lose money by following the herd and investing in the mania. So, commandment number 21 officially right now, and we'll probably need to come up with nine more so we can have an even 30 commandments of successful investing. Thou shalt avoid manias. Tulip bubbles, you know. What do you What do you think? Tulip bulbs and the tulip Medical bubble. marijuana. Yeah, yeah. Medical IPOs. marijuana. IPOs. Yeah. Well, hey, what if you would have invested in the Lyft and Uber IPOs, right? And more manias. We talked right? about
1: that before they happened. I mean, and it's happened since. They stocks just crashing.
2: Yeah, avoid manias, folks. On this show, we talk about good, solid, conservative long-term investments. Things that will actually create wealth for you versus some trend of the day, some flavor of the day, some hip new thing that uh, is probably a flash in the pan, like most of these manias are. We like, you know, things that are reliable. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so speaking of Savannah, how did the Venture Alliance Mastermind thing go? i sorry I couldn't make it, but uh, tell me about it.
2: That was a fantastic weekend. You know, we have these Venture Alliance Mastermind retreats, and then we have the Ad Venture Alliance trips. And I want to tell you all about this one, Adam, but uh, before we do, why don't we play a little clip where I recently uh, I recently had a uh, our, basically our cruise planner that is planning our upcoming Venture Alliance Mastermind at sea. The first one, it's an Ad Venture Alliance trip. And that is to go to Grand Cayman, Cuba, and Jamaica coming up in November. And the reason I want to play this today, just a, it's just a little few minutes here, is because folks, you need to get busy registering for our upcoming cruise and you can come as a guest. You do not have to be a member of the Venture Alliance to come, but many Venture Alliance members will of course be there. It's a week long trip. It's a cruise and it's our first one. And in cruise time it's late. It's late in the game. So uh, get your tickets, jasonhartman.com cruise. Let's play a little clip. We'll talk about what we learned in Savannah about tax lien and tax deed investing. And uh, we'll be back with that in just a moment. Here's the clip. As all of you regular listeners know, I am so excited about our upcoming cruise. We are going to Cuba, the most interesting country in the Western Hemisphere and probably the second most interesting country on earth. Very exciting place. We're also going to Grand Cayman and Jamaica, leaving out a beautiful Fort Lauderdale. So really, we have four destinations because Fort Lauderdale is certainly one of them. I've got our cruise planner here with us. Pat, welcome. How are you?
0: I'm doing real well, Jason. Thank you for having me
2: on. I've got to say congratulations. You were just recognized as one of a very small, elite, and exclusive group of luxury cruise advisors. Tell us about that.
0: I am really honored to be part of of this group. It's a signature travel network, and they selected eight travel advisors in the United States and Canada to be part of this select group of travel agents select focusing on the luxury market. So, I'm very excited about yeah. that.
2: And I got to tell you, you have been just excellent planning our very first cruise event. I'm so excited about it. I love cruising. I've been on I think 9 cruises now. That it's my absolute favorite way to travel because it's so easy. You just unpack one time and and, and pack one time and you get to go to all these beautiful places and it's just first class. Now, Holland America line, where you booked our our cruise, I took a Holland America cruise years ago to Alaska, and that is a a really luxury cruise line. One of the things I want to say is that Cuba does not have the big, giant ports for these mega ships. You know, you might not even want to consider one of these ridiculous 5,000-person ships, but they don't go to Cuba because they don't have the facilities for them. Uh, So, this is far and away the best cruise that includes Cuba in the itinerary, uh, I, I believe it is, because I looked at everything, I think everything you looked at. Do you have any thoughts about that?
0: That's absolutely right, Jason, the, the ports in Cuba do not have the capacity to handle uh, larger ships. And the infrastructure there in Cuba certainly cannot handle an influx of 4,000 people. So the ships that are sailing there are the smaller vessels. And this is definitely the best of the group that was sailing during the time period that we were looking at. And that's not a bad thing, because you've got the smaller, intimate ships. It's a nice atmosphere on board. It's, uh, now, you're not going to find a hairy chess contest on board with oh, this, and no climbing walls. <laughs> you're gonna, you're, you're gonna, but you are going to find excellent food and service and a lovely traditional ambiance on this ship.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Holland America is really a, a nice high-end cruise line. So that's great. Tell us about our different ports of call.
0: We start in Fort Lauderdale, you know, and, and everybody is probably familiar with that. Havana is just, Cuba in general, is
2: just in a time
0: warp all its own. And it's kind of taking a big step back in time. And it's it's colorful. like I,
2: I always say it's like going to 1959. It's like going back in time. I was there about 12 years ago, maybe, I don't know, maybe 14 years ago now. Anyway, I, I've been to Cuba, and I just can't wait to go back because it's such a th- fascinating place. It really is.
0: It absolutely is. It's it's colorful and the charm and the people are so warm and welcoming. It's just a great place to visit. You know, let's go now before... Uh, um, before, before it gets too westernized, yeah, you, before it yeah. gets spoiled, you know, right, yeah, yeah. Well, it's still authentic.
2: I hate to even say that, Pat, that it could be spoiled by capitalism. But I, th- <laughs> I think yeah, you all I, know what I, I, I mean. You know, get there yeah. before all the Coca Cola signs show up. Okay, <laughs> it's more interesting. Right, right.
0: While well, it's still there, then uh, after Havana, we will uh move on to San This is another lovely city. It's uh, capital of a the province there. Uh, just a lot of charm a, a little smaller city right. it remains really one of the country's biggest commercial centers big trading area an area of commerce for Cuba uh so that's a very charming port of call also then we move on to Ocho Rios
2: Jamaica man uh, Jamaica man <laughs>
0: Jamaica yes and, and uh we have wonderful excursions planned also we're going to be doing private group oh, yeah. excursions and and we'll be uh, doing uh Havana we'll be doing Hemingway's Havana tour and it'll just be our group doing that we'll have a, another excursion in Cienfuegos. Ocho Rios we're going to kick back and play on on that one that we've got a just a fun excursion there it's a, a river float and it's just you just kick back in the tube and it's beautiful the water's shallow and it's it's beautiful and it's fun and it's just relaxing so that'll be a great day there
2: and then we're going to the financial capital or or well i guess the offshore banking capital of maybe the entire world certainly of the western hemisphere right and that's uh, that's Absolutely. grand Cayman, grand right?
0: Cayman. Yeah. yes yes Famous for, for many things, uh, among them uh, this incredible seven mile beach that is beyond belief. But we're going to be doing something a little different there. We have, uh, we're putting together a private lunch and uh, one of the nicest restaurants anywhere on the island. And it's just going to be our group. We're going to, uh, have a special speaker in there as well as a lunch so it's going to be something special and and, uh, just really a chance to learn more about how this offshore banking kind of stuff how that really works and they may touch on investment opportunities that might exist there too certainly plenty of time to get questions answered just kind of Things you've always been curious about, we'll have somebody there who can answer those questions.
2: You know, everybody listening is going to take a vacation. Why not take it with us, make it tax deductible, talk to your tax advisor on what percentage of it you can deduct, but you certainly can deduct some of it. Take your vacation with us with a bunch of like-minded people with real estate investors, with entrepreneurs, people that are going places. You know, it's so stimulating. Every time I come from one of our Venture Alliance Mastermind meetings, and we always uh, allow people to come as a guest. Of course, they don't get the member pricing, but it's still very good pricing for this trip. Remember, it includes a whole bunch of extras with the event, so you know we'll be having meetings on board the ship. We'll do our usual mastermind stuff. We'll do hot seats. I'm working on getting a couple of good speakers to come along on the trip. It's just going to be a great thing. And and Pat, one of the most important things in my life and the lives of many others is available to our guests on this trip, and that is. High-speed Wi-Fi. <laughs> so.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Cruise ships were were famous for having low-speed connectivity. It's much improved yeah. over what it was just just a couple of years ago. So they're making leaps and bounds, and so no need to worry about that. Uh, you, you will you be can able be to connected. Stay connected.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's not that expensive either. It's just you can buy. I believe it's a premium unlimited package for 139 bucks for the whole trip. And and I believe you're allowed to connect multiple devices. So you can have your phone, your laptop, etc. So it's just going to be a great trip. You know, you can buy uh, trip cancellation insurance if need be. It'll just be a first class event. And we will have our annual Profits and Paradise event in Fort Lauderdale on either side of this trip. We haven't scheduled that yet, but it'll be either right before or right after the cruise. So you can do both events. You'll have a couple days to spend in Fort Lauderdale or anywhere in South Florida. In between them, it'll just be great. What else do you want people to know? You've planned about 50 or 60 of these cruises, Pat, and you've booked, I don't know, probably hundreds or thousands of cruises for individual people, but for groups, you've planned about 50 or 60 of these. It's really a special thing when a group goes, you know.
0: It just multiplies the fun, Jason. This is not just a cruise, and it's not just a meetings. This is really a whole package. It is a special event. We just take... All of the fun, we just package up. There's going to be so much going on. Get together each night at dinner and, and share experiences. Get to networking opportunities will abound, you know, for you to really get to know your travel companions here Uh
2: and, and develop and, lifelong uh, well, friendships. I, yeah, yeah,
0: that's absolutely right. And and hang out with you, Jason. You know, well, <laughs> you get, I'm okay, you know, but it's really
2: the group yeah. that's the most important thing.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but but you know, yeah, everybody we got to really get an opportunity to get to know each other. We're gonna have a couple of onboard parties. Some unexpected extras could possibly show up. Mm -hmm. We do round-robin dinings. We have a group of tables, and you can sit with somebody different each night, so you're not stuck just talking to one couple. You're going to be able to move around and meet different people. It's something just really, really special,
2: unforgettable. You know, we really try at the Venture Alliance, we try to do once-in-a-lifetime experiences. We took the group to Dubai Kauai, of course was a recent event Kauai, hawaii to the ice hotel in sweden and this year it is the cruise to cuba jamaica and grand cayman so we really think this will be uh, a once-in-a-lifetime trip uh, memories that will last a lifetime you can bring the whole family you can bring kids along of course bring your significant other or come solo we'll have people doing all of the above Currently, we've got some early bird pricing, the next two uh, price increments, end on June 4th, we've got early bird pricing until then, and then June 25th is the last special pricing and uh, starting at uh, $2,750. And remember, this includes pretty much everything. I mean, your port charges, your government fees, your taxes, and your gratuities. It includes your meals, amenities, excursions private luncheon, mastermind sessions, the whole thing. People pay $2,000 for one person or 3000 for two people just to come to a weekend Venture Alliance mastermind retreat. And here you get a week-long cruise with all of this stuff included. Heck, it's cheaper than staying home.
0: <laughs> you can't duplicate the value of yeah. something like this.
2: You really can't. So we look forward to seeing you all there. Go to jasonhartman.com and register today. This is really in cruise time and cruise planning time. This is right around the corner. So jasonhartman.com, register today. And Pat, thanks for the info.
0: My pleasure.
2: So Adam, I hope you're going to join us on that AdVenture Alliance cruise. It's going to be neat.
1: I'm going to try my best. No guarantees, you know. The four kids and the wife it can be a little tough to get away for a whole week, but I'll I'll give it my best.
2: Well, that's another thing I'm I should mention. You know, people can bring their kids on this trip. You know, make it a family trip if you like. Feel free to bring the kids. I mean, it's uh, what an incredible experience. Now you got a couple of really young kids, your twins, but wow, for your kids to go to a place like Cuba. The most interesting country in the Western Hemisphere, Cuba. I was there about, I don't know, 15 years ago, something like that. And it is a fascinating place. And, you know, of course, Grand Cayman, Jamaica, that'll be awesome too. And just a a great thing. It'll be just a great vacation. You're welcome to bring the family. Uh, So that's all available to anybody listening. But I hope you'll join us for that. Jasonartman.com slash cruise. The weekend in Savannah with Adventure Alliance. Um, It was just a great trip. Uh, and, um, we started off Friday evening at a, uh, kind of an English pub, uh, restaurant and just had a great dinner together. Uh, we had two guests on this trip. I think they really enjoyed it as well. So it was, it was great to have a couple of guests, one with an experience in investment banking and real estate investing. So it, it was a great trip, uh, you know, experience in the movie industry and, and the film industry. And another one of our guests that puts on uh, some great uh, musicals with a message, part of a nationwide organization that does that uh, all around the country. So it's always great to have guests there, but uh, our members as well. And we didn't do this as a typical Venture Alliance mastermind retreat, where we have a lot of formalized interaction with hot seats and so forth. Because the first day, Saturday, after we had breakfast together, we just spent the time talking about tax sale investing. Our speaker, my friend Julia, came in and uh, she really taught us about the nitty gritty. Not selling anything, okay? Just a real content rich presentation about the different states, the different areas where you can invest in tax liens and tax deeds. One of our newest members, Jeff, actually purchased, or not purchased, but bid on, I think about $50,000 worth of tax instruments right at the event. (laughs) He thought no better time than the present. He was on his computer. He created an account in the Florida market in uh, the Tampa, Florida area. He uh, bid on several tax liens and maybe some tax deeds, I'm not sure, but tax liens for sure. There is a difference between a lien and a deed as a tax instrument. We talked about that. Uh, We just learned all about it, really like a very practical, in-depth presentation, looking at how to analyze the properties on which to bid, looking at the websites for a couple of different municipalities that hold these auctions every month. It was just a fantastic, fantastic retreat. And then Saturday afternoon, we went to a nice lunch together uh, at a restaurant called Prohibition. Uh, Savannah's got uh, you know, quite a few Prohibition type places and, and that was neat. And then we went to the Mercer Williams house and we had a private tour of the Mercer Williams uh, mansion. And that uh, was the scene for a couple of movies, uh, probably the most notable one being Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. That was really neat to go through and see all the antiques and so forth. And then I hired a, a private shuttle to pick us up uh, with a uh, an expert guide who toured us around Savannah. And what a neat city with all of these squares and it's amazing how well they really did urban planning a couple hundred years ago. (laughs) I mean, that, that really surprised me, Adam. It's just really a, a beautiful city. Really nice. Really nice.
1: So now I have to ask you did the mastermind, but then you were still gone a few more days. Yes. And you went to see some of the properties that were able to purchase through the network. And I want to know about those because they're new properties they're new builds. And I need to know more about them.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. My girlfriend and I drove back. And so this was a road trip. This, uh, you know, Savannah not too far from where I live in Florida. On the way back, we stopped in uh, Jacksonville. We saw some of the properties there, many of them that many of our clients uh, listening have purchased in Jacksonville, Florida. Those looked great. Of course, inventory is very scarce. We met with uh, one of our property management teams there, and they toured us around. We stayed the night in St. Augustine, Florida, America's oldest city. I had been to, of course, Jacksonville and St. Augustine before a few times, but uh, there again, we stayed at the Casa Monica Resort, which was just a a beautiful old hotel, uh, really, really neat. And then in the morning, yesterday morning, uh, we woke up and we met with... Our local market specialist for St. Augustine, and he toured us around. Uh, we saw some of the properties uh, that our clients purchased. And the interesting thing is that is one of our very, very limited supply of short-term rental markets. It is such a charming uh, little city. Some of our clients have purchased some great short-term rental properties there and are doing very well with them. Now, as I talked about commandment 21 earlier Adam, and I said thou shalt avoid manias. And I do think the Airbnb trend is a bit of a mania, okay? So, I want you to make sure whenever you look at a short-term rental property, you know, people are are doing really well with those in some areas uh, at the moment. But remember, we are and have been ever since the advent of Airbnb in a booming economy. Okay. The economy has always been rising since then. It's always been getting better. And there is a lot of supply entering the market. And there has been enough demand because the economy has been booming. But remember, we are due for a recession, folks, things will shift. And I just want you to make sure that you can make those deals pencil nicely. If you cut a percentage off your occupancy rate. You cut a percentage off your nightly rate, okay? This is a a diversification strategy. I think it's great. I just want to say, you know, the focus should be on the long-term tried-and-true rentals. You should make sure that there is padding. There is room to breathe in those short-term rental investments because I see a lot of promoters out there uh, selling these, you know, the same way they sell the long-term rentals with ridiculous expectations, very low vacancy rates, exaggerated rental rates, et cetera, et cetera. So the same rules apply in any investment. What is the margin to make it work if there is a downturn yeah uh, but uh, great properties there yeah excellent
1: i love the voxer thread we're in where you said that you actually saw gary and sue's short-term rental before they did
2: yeah <laughs> i know that was <laughs> funny huh they haven't even been to it yet and and we went in it yesterday and took pictures and so forth and and you know it's only really one property away from the water great location i mean wow they're doing very well with it so uh We've got some great opportunities in uh, both Jacksonville and in um, St. Augustine, which is just such a beautiful resort area. I think we really should hold a mastermind retreat in St. Augustine. So that's coming up. We'll probably do it next year sometime and look forward to that because that's just such a such a charming area. I I absolutely love it there. But then we continued our drive uh, yesterday afternoon and we stopped in Palm Bay along the Space Coast of Florida. The Space Coast, of course, where they launch a lot of these rockets that go into space. We looked at some properties there and, uh, you know, more coming on that. Basically, one of our uh, very old local market specialists, I mean, the guy's not old. I'm just saying we've had a long, long relationship with this one. He uh, has been building in some different areas around the country, uh, but now he's got some properties in Palm Bay. So we looked at those, and, and they were great. Um, really nice smart home features, a lot included. Nice spec level, just really nice construction. I was, I was very impressed with those. We're not sure we can make the numbers work yet because the rent-to-value ratios, they weren't great. So we've got to do a little negotiating before we announce that as a, uh, an opportunity for our investors and see if we can get them to come down on the price a bit to, uh, you know, make the rent-to-value ratios a little better.
1: Yeah, the Florida market and you get to nice places, sometimes the numbers are eh, not quite perfect.
2: Florida uh, does not have the kind of rent-to-value ratios that, say, Memphis or Indianapolis or or those markets have. Uh, You know, it's a little bit more of a premium market in most places, but uh, still not bad. I mean, you know, that Florida's got a lot of action now. I obviously moved here, and I like it. There's good future for nice, warm places that retiring baby boomers want to go to. And uh, I think we're at about 5 million baby boomers every year retiring. And it won't be long before the Gen Xers are thinking about retirement living as well. So good demographics coming at the rental housing market for sure.
1: Absolutely.
2: Well, hey, Adam, we probably should wrap it up here tomorrow we will see you on episode 1200 1200 where we have a 10th episode and we talk about how to communicate like a buddhist this was a fascinating interview and i'm really look forward to uh, to airing that tomorrow so thanks for joining me and happy investing everybody